On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and today I'm so honored to welcome Gwen Whitaker. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Lori. I'm very excited to talk with you. Uh, well, I tell you, I'm very excited for people to learn what you're doing in Virginia and the amazing things that you offer your local community and abroad. And so can we get started with, let's just learn a little bit about you and your plant-based journey and what was your inspiration for the Green uh, Fair Cafe? So um, my background is definitely not in this space. I, I was um, educated as an electrical engineer and I was actually involved in technology in the intelligence community for about 35 years. I, I ran a company um, in the intelligence community that put the first cloud computer at CIA. So that was our, our claim. Wow. And um, let's see, 11 years ago, I lost a partner to heart disease. Um, he was 50 years old and I uh, did not get a stent or a bypass. He basically uh, died um, at, at his first event. And so it was pretty much of a, sh a shock to my system. I, I kept my company going. And a couple of years later, after I sold the company, um, a friend introduced me to the Forks Over Knives film. And it was like a veil got lifted off of my eyes. I you know, always thought I was on a healthy diet. And um, it really brought home that um, there's another path. Um, I had been a gradual vegetarian. So I'd stopped eating cows in my teens and poultry in my 20s. And so it was, I thought you still needed fish for um, protein and dairy for calcium. So I'd sort of bought into the, uh, you know, the standard, um, standard fare, I guess, that you get served mm -hmm. from the nutritional community. Um, so the film um, opened my eyes. I, I went on the holistic holiday at Sea Cruise. Um, I don't know if you've Heard of that, but I met, uh, heard, you know, T. Colin Campbell and Neil Barnard, Dr. Esselstein, Dr. Clapper, who I know you work with now, which is exciting, um, and um, uh, Dr. Michael Greger. So it was like a whole lineup of the rock stars. And instead of going to maybe one or two lectures, I just immersed and I came out entirely plant based. And <laughs> it started me on that, uh, that whole journey. Absolutely. That's a really fun cruise. We've, we've gone once. Um, I'm not a huge fan of cruises. I do tend to get a little seasick even in, on the larger ships, but it is, it is remarkable to be stuck on one vessel with these incredible people that we all respect and admire for being trailblazers in this field. And so, um, so at this point, where do you get the idea to open a cafe? Because that is quite an undertaking, especially if that's not your background. <laughs> yeah, so let's see. So at this point, I'd sold my company and I sort of had the opportunity to pursue things that I really cared about. Um, I've always been an animal lover. I care about the environment and, you know, the whole health thing really appealed to me after I watched this film. And so I ended up reaching out to Colin Campbell and he gave me, he said, I'll meet you for 30 minutes. And I, I flew up to, I remember Pennsylvania to meet him at, I think it was the summer fest. And instead of half an hour, we talked for a couple of hours and I basically said, how can I help? Um, and at that point, his son, Nelson Campbell was doing the Plant Pure Nation film. And so I offered to uh, 
help complete the funding for that film to get produced. And at the same time, um, I asked Colin and Nelson, it, so in that film, you, they do these 10 day um, jumpstart programs, it's 10 days. So I offered, uh, offered to host one of those in Virginia and I rounded up 45 people. Um, I had two doctors, two CEOs of companies, a lot of um, innovative, intelligent people that um, paid, paid $250 to cover the cost of the food. And we did the blood testing, um, blood pressure, weight at the beginning and end of the program, gave them food. Colin came down and did a talk and it was life-changing for people. So um, in just 10 days, people's cholesterol dropped uh, an average of 20%, some people over 30%, um, which is significantly better than any statin you'll ever take with no side effects. And uh, blood pressure normalized. And one of my friends had had rheumatoid arthritis severe. She was on four, I think one drug for that and like three significant pain medications. Mm. And in 10 days, she was off of three of the drugs and a couple months later, she was off of the fourth. And so I started getting letters from people saying that this 10 day thing changed my life. And you know, after two or three letters and a bottle of wine, <laughs> it was like, there's a need for something here to, to help people with this path. Um, so it's not enough, I think, to get an idea or even get the education that you have to play it, provide a plan and the food to make it um, accessible to people. So I had the idea to open a restaurant that was educational in nature. And I had met Pericles Silva, who was at Whole Foods in Reston, and he was running the Health Starts Here program. Um, he was sports nutritionist. I said, I've got this crazy idea of opening a restaurant. You want to join me? And uh, we started looking at spaces and found Green Fair. And we did the, you know, in software development, there's something called the agile approach uh, to software development where you're doing quick spins. So normally in the restaurant business, it takes a year, you know, from concept to, to doors open. And we, we did it in two months. Um, oh my goodness. Signed a lease in September and opened in November. And then we started doing the 21 day kickstart from PCRM in um, December that year. So we've had, we've had over a thousand people, maybe three dozen doctors go through it and um, a lot of dedicated customers. So mm. it's, been, it's been great. Wow. So what are some of the the stories that really are notable to you that you've seen people come through? Yeah. So gosh, there's, there's so many. It's the thing that consistently amazes me is that, uh, and I think Dean Ornish says this, that inflammation is the root cause. And when you reverse the inflammation, almost all chronic illnesses go away. So we've seen, it's just sickness emanates in different ways in different people. And so I've watched Crohn's disease reverse in 21 days, you know, the rheumatoid arthritis. I've watched uh, multiple people that were designated for um, either dialysis or kidney replacements come off of a list and watch their kidney function return. Um, so the surgery avoidance is a huge thing. You know, instead of getting an organ replaced, you just eat beans and rice. So, uh, and then in December, we did a diabetes project 
Um, so we had uh, 25 African Americans with type 2 diabetes went through a 28 day program, so five classes, and we gave uh, three meals a day for 28 days. We did A1C and lipid profile. And uh, people come in twice a week to pick up food. So every time they came in, we took their blood pressure, their weight, and a photograph. And so you're watching people like, a couple of people actually, their their faces were dramatically different. You know, they lost tins, you know, during the 28 days. Um, one fellow since December, he's lost over 40 pounds. And this is eating um, a pound of food per meal, you know, so it's not starvation, it's not portion control. And so I the thing that I love about this path is that not only does it give hope for health but it also from an environmental footprint standpoint, it sort of culminates in the three things that I care the most about, which is health, the environment and animals. So it takes animals out of the food loop and uh, you know, provides a path to planetary cooling. And at the same time, you're, um, you're really um, opting out of the medical industrial environment and taking your health into your own hands. Yeah. providing the education with that. So. That's fabulous. I mean, that's just so many lives impacted. And then the ripple effect is always really fun too. Have you heard anyone come back to you say, and now I've got my family on board or my friends, any, anything like that? Yeah, one of the folks in the diabetes program the next month, he paid for his parents to go through it. And um, the plant-based news picked up the diabetes uh, video that we had done, and it's it's a really cool um, video. I you know I could uh, it's I think it's like ten minutes long, so it's a little bit long, but it's got people interviewed before the program started about you know going to the doctor and being diagnosed with diabetes and walking out with medication and thinking that they were going to be on this for the rest of their lives to people that said they felt like they'd gotten their control back and they were in discussion with their doctor about getting off of medication still, instead of being put on more medication. And so it's um, one fellow who's a, he's a friend of mine. Um, he, serves, he served on the Humane Rescue Alliance board with me um, uh, for, for years. And he's an ambassador, very intelligent, uh, you know, well-traveled man, and he was facing dialysis, starting in this dialysis. And he had a cardiologist, an internist, and a, a nephrologist. And uh, in the video, he talks about uh, meeting with his doctors where he came in and got an assessment after the program was over, and they proclaimed him a new man. <laughs> so... You know, instead of going through dialysis, he's now he's talking about a vacation with his brother and boys. Oh, wow. So now I'm curious, though, so you had these dramatic turnarounds. What has been your experience with, you know, your clients telling you, what do their doctors do? Do their doctors say, what are you doing and try to learn more? Or are they just like, oh, that's great. That's supposed to be in a miracle. We don't see that. Okay, great. Next patient. <laughs> what has your, been your experience? Yeah, so we definitely tell people to tell their doctors that they're planning to go on this program. And most doctors are, I think, interested to hear how their patients are going to do. And it was before the pandemic, but one month in our Kickstart program, we had four doctors that had signed up for the program after they had had 
usually it's two or more patients come through and they've lost weight or gotten off medication. And so the doctors want to, you know, what's the magic secret of this? Um, one doctor, the month after the program, she sent four, four people in her office to go through it. So wow. use the, I, I think you're a food for life instructor as well. So PCRM, uh, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine has the food for life videos that we leverage in the class. And then we bring what we consider to be sort of the best and most current science on things like longevity. So we integrate intermittent fasting. So basically no snacking during the day, you know, three meals a day. Um, we talk about organic, the benefits of an organic um, plant-based diet that's free of um, salt, oil, and sugar. So the SOS component and the organic and SOS um, plus plant-based, you know, I believe with intermittent fasting is really um, sort of optimal, optimal health. And we're always, uh, you know, talking about um, uh, breaking food addictions, label reading. I have an app that my company developed, we developed uh, that's called Green Fair. So it's a shopping app. You can scan a label and it'll give you a basically green thumbs up or red thumbs down based on um, animal products and salt, sugar, fat. Oh, wow. So that's, and, and that's like any, anywhere in the country they can use that? Yeah, yeah, you can, you can download Oh, wow. It. Yeah, there's an access code. It's eat plants, all lowercase, so it's easy to remember. And you can scan a label. It hits a database that all products have to be entered into. And we use basically Jeff Novak, uh, Jeff Novak's rules. I think Clapper is very familiar with, with him, you know, from, from Tunor. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, we basically are looking for the calories equals sodium, the calories and sodium milligrams are equivalent or less. The um, percent calories from fat are 10% or less and no animal products. Sugar is not in the top three ingredients. And they just look under green fare it's called skinny shop but any, if you look if you okay. find green fair on there it's a way to make this guy that's right here? yeah yeah okay okay oh i'm gonna be sending my patients off to this this is great yeah. we're getting ready to launch uh 2.0 of this so that that'll be up and coming and that'll allow you to do more personalization to save products um in a date in your a personalized database and do a review of products. You know, one of the challenges I think is that as the food companies, a new company will come out with a healthy product and it will be bought by Kellogg's and they reformulate it. So like Kashi cereal, you know, now is owned by Kellogg's. And so you start to see the uh, cheaper uh, ingredients come in and um, it usually dilutes the health benefits that the company uh -huh. in place when they started. So continuing to read labels is a really key part of what we do. And then oh. last that we do a, a class on meal planning and quick and easy meals, how to do shortcuts to prepare meals in short amounts of time. I, I'm a big fan of the Forks Over Knives app. So uh -huh. that's, my, that's my personal um, secret. Yeah, no, I, I love the, I love the Forks Over Knives app. So what are some of your favorite recipes and Food. So if I were, I'm in Virginia, I'm stopping by Herndon for sure. But can you tell me a little bit about um, like, what is it like to experience your restaurant? Yeah, so I can tell you that 
owning a restaurant has been a real eye-opening experience. When I had my technology company, I probably ate out maybe sometimes three times a day, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um, I, I have a single household with two, two dogs. I cook for my dogs. Um, but the awesome thing about having a restaurant, you know, is being able to take the meal plan home. So we, we do have a meal plan. So people that live in Northern Virginia, and we have people that come down from Columbia, Maryland and up from Richmond to, uh, you know, pick up meals on the weekend. Wow. So we have something like 80 recipes. So if you buy meals for a month, you'll, you'll get two meals a day that are all different. Um, so there's a lot of variety. And if you're a single person, you know, making one meal, then you're going to end up eating usually the same thing for four to six times. So, <laughs> so that's great. Um, but the eye-opening thing, I think to me especially was um, what happens at the back of restaurants these days, and they don't get boxes of produce in. They're not making food in the restaurants. Hmm. They're getting trucks that show up with pre-made frozen food that go into their freezer and they awaken the food flavor with salt and oil and then serve it out. It's why if you go to usually like a Chinese or Thai restaurant, you have like six pages of things uh. and they're all little packages and it's called dead food. You know, nothing is, um, so the nutritional value is gonna be low and the fat and sodium contents are gonna be high. And so, you know, if you eat out a lot then there's a huge impact to your health. Mm. Um, and I think the thing, uh, that um, so I went out to the CIA in Sonoma Valley. This is the fall before the pandemic hit, and it was the Culinary Institute of America in Sonoma. And they were doing a conference in global plant forward for restaurants. And hmm. it was really cool. They had there were like 400 restaurants there, and these are all uh, Google. Fed, Google was there with their head of all their chefs for all their facilities and. Joe Yonan from the Washington Post. So some people I knew when, um, but they were basically talking about the demand for plant-based is so strong in the world right now that if you're a restaurant and you're not doing this, that you're going to fall behind. Uh -huh. And so for me, that was incredibly exciting to see that. And probably at the same time, we go to something called the Natural Products Expo and 85% of all the new products that they had coming out are USDA organic certified. Wow. So you can see like these two combinations of, um, you know, whole food, plant-based and organic are, they're two separate bubbles that are starting to, to intersect and people that are on the path to health will eventually find both of those things. Wow. How exciting. It's a, it is a really wonderful time because I know you went to a plant-based diet like 2010, 2011 timeframe yes. or more vegan type, yeah. type diet. I was in 2012, early 2012, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to do this with patients. And it was, it was amazing. But now you see this tidal wave occurring and it's, isn't it remarkable and fun? And I mean, I, I, you know, I went out to, um, McDougall's wellness program. And I remember the one thing in my mind that kept sticking is why is this taking so long to get out? It's like Colin Campbell did the China, you know, the China's work in the eighties and 
Esselstein with the reverse heart disease. And it's been what, 40 years for this uh-huh. out. But I, I think, you know, we were talking about the, uh, you know, Tesla and auto- automotive industry and how, you know, my seven-year-old car has really created a tipping point for automotive. You know, I think most companies now are saying that combustion engines are going to be gone in usually, you know, two to two to 10 years. Wow. And so I sort of see the same thing with, with animal consumption and, um, you, you know, an upset in the medical practice, I think is destined to change as well, because sick care is just so expensive compared to wellness, you know, focusing mm-hmm. on wellness. Mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, I think it's a sustainable path. And if you can provide that sort of outside of the mandates, you know, mm-hmm. some of the, um, industrialized medicine, then I think there's huge opportunity to, you know, really create a new path. Yeah, you're exactly right, because it's not only expensive financially, but it's expensive in the human cost. And, you know, it's just, it's been a real uh, eye opener as a, you know, pushing a lifestyle medicine, plant-based, obviously, focus um, practice. It's been such a joy to see patients get you know, 100% well many times, but it definitely everybody improves. I always tell people like, there is no downside here because everybody gets some better and many get very good. Like they get 100% reversal. And so that's that's been really fun. It's such a joy to see doctors to enjoy their work and actually true, true healing versus just a, here's another pill, go on, I'll see you next week or whatever, you know, it's amazing. So, I mean, what an incredible opportunity to, work with so many um, folks and the diabetes video is how I first heard of you. And I was reaching out to people that shares like, Hey, can you connect me with Gwen? And um, really just wanted to see what you're doing. Cause it's so much fun to share what people are doing. What was your um, initial uh, idea to start with the, the diabetes program? Cause I think that was so powerful just listening to the video. Yeah. So I think for me, um, the videos are always a lot more powerful than the numbers. And so you can go on a path where you're doing nutritional research. And I remember, I think Dr. Greger said, you know, it took 5,000 papers um, before smoking and causation with lung cancer were widely accepted. And like, we don't have that time to do that. But if you can show compelling stories, those are the things that are going to resonate with people. And I think that, you know, the diabetes video has been shown almost 40,000 times now. And, wow. um, you know, it opened a door for us at AARP and we're hopefully going to launch a partnership with them uh, for employees and members. I'm, you know, going to cross my fingers on that. But um, I see that the taste for change right now is really strong in organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the pandemic has sort of accelerated that um, there's, you know, there's a couple, uh, I, I'm not sure if you saw that it was like the, um, there's two paths. You can either medicate and vaccinate, or you can change the terrain, right? And mm-hmm. one is, um, I, I think the whole focus that I like is how do you boost your immune system through, you know, your, 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 your nutrition, your exercise, your managing your stress, um, and uh, you know meditation, and so I think helping people with a path on those things is really the 
you know, where you see the, the future, because the, the, once you get on these, these other paths, I think it's with medication, it's just always another medication and always, you know, treating more side effects. And it's just like two different paths that people choose. And I think, um, you know, I think the next generation is ready for quick change. So um, I think what I started noticing was maybe when I still had my business, I would go out to lunch with, um, you know, with uh, my peers and I would tell them, I'm, you know, I'm plant-based. And so they would almost always say, well, I'll order what you're going to order, you know, so I guess <laughs> respect or maybe because they didn't want me frowning at their plate. <laughs> which I would have done, um, but uh, so, you know, people were willing to try it and always the story came where, oh, well, my daughter or my grand grandson is plant-based or vegetarian, Aww. vegan or vegetarian. And so you always hear these stories that, you know, my generation, I'm, uh, you know, a baby boomer. And I think the next generation is just a lot more inclined to make do what they need to do to improve the planetary health they're not thinking about their own health um, at that age uh, and and probably compassion for animals is the same thing you know i think we kind of grew up where everything is hidden from people and so uh you know some of the compassion over killing and the mercy for animals i think some of those groups that show sort of the horrific videos it's like you can see those maybe one time and it makes you want to opt out of these industries mm -hmm. and so you know for for me i i usually don't need the visuals i can read i remember reading um it was about, uh, 10, 10 years ago it was called the ethics of food choices and i was still eating seafood and I remember opening the book and looking to seafood and um it described maybe four or five pages about how both factory farming of fish and wild caught fish is not anything like you imagine, you know, the, the, the six foot diameter nets that are scooping everything up and 90% of what's caught is, is thrown away, you know, is by kill. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it was like, I was sort of horrified. I remember closing the book. It's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out of this industry. You know, it's like, I'm not supporting this anymore. Uh -huh. And, you know, some of the restaurants that, um, I think one place I used to go pretty routinely was a seafood restaurant that sort of advertised the fish that they got from around the world. And you're uh -huh. thinking about the environmental footprint. It's like the exact opposite of local and sustainable. Right. And so it's, um, I think those types of places are just destined to, you know, uh, to, to, to go away in the next couple of years because I think people are just, they're not going to have a market for it. Right. You know, I just watched the uh, documentary Seaspiracy. Yes. And that was mind blowing. Um, and it was, you know, especially with the plastic and the pollution, there's a whole nother element. I had no idea that over half of, you know, the plastic pollution that we're focused on was actually from the fishing industry itself. We're so focused on the straws, which obviously still need to be, but it's 0.03% of the plastic, you know, that ends up in our oceans. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, um, and how do we stop this? You stop the demand and that it starts with, you know, what do you, what are you choosing with your dollar at, when you go to the store, to the restaurants and, you know, it's just so true, but my kids are, um, that generation you're talking about, they're 27, one will be 25, one's 22. 
and my daughter is finishing medical school next month. She's graduating and going off to Boston um, to be a, a plant-based doctor in family medicine. I'm super excited for her. But it was really interesting when you talk to these kids, you know, they, <clears throat> they were teenagers when I brought this home <laughs> overnight. But, uh, you know, they didn't make it for their health, obviously. But when you talk to them, they're talking about, you know, what kind of world am I going to inherit, <laughs> you know, as I venture into adulthood and what are my, my children going to be facing if we don't own this? And you know, my daughter put it very succinctly. She goes, I can't make any other choice. I, I couldn't continue to eat foods that I know don't align with my morality. You know, it's really true. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, the internet and uh, has definitely accelerated the awareness that people have of things that were were hidden for so long and the you know the restaurant industry um i mean i was i was one of the beta customers for company uh, it's purple carrot but it's uh. the food delivery services company companies and um i just remember sort of being horrified at the amount of packaging that came with that you know, the convenience of getting a single meal, that all of this packaging that you're just basically, what are, what are you doing with it? And so, uh -huh. um, you know, the whole, we've, we've got a lot of pressure. I think the most often asked question that we get is when are you going to open other locations? <sighs> and, you know, people want food delivered. I just, um, maybe uh, a month ago, I stopped all our food delivery services. Oh, wow. And it was, um, it was prompted by a comedian, uh, Jim Gaffigan. I don't know if you've heard him. He's kind of a chubby, uh, pretty uh, family-oriented comedian. He does this segment on, um, on uh, delivery services. And he said, you know, I love your restaurant, just not enough to leave your ha my house. <laughs> and so I started thinking, it's like, you know, that it's even delivery is like one-to-one. -one. You've got one car that's driving to a restaurant and back to one customer and the environmental footprint of that meal um, is like you start multiplying that. And so the, you know, the, none of the driving services really treat their drivers that well. Hmm. Um, you miss the opportunity to have conversations with people about why you're doing SOS free food, which if people get a coupon and they order something that think they think they're going to be healthy and they don't like it, they were our most problematic um, uh -huh. because they didn't usually know what they're getting. So when people come in and they see the books and it piques curiosity and we have conversations and so it's that creating more of a community instead of just, you know, handing a bag into somebody's dark house. So, um, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's been kind of the decision decision point, and that and we've done all um, compostable materials for our meal plans. So um, our containers are made out of sugar cane, oh, wow. and I actually saved the ones that I use. I'm getting ready to start doing some um, spring planting, so I'll use <laughs> the the containers. The, the lids are great saucers, and I can put seeds in those, and then put them actually just right into the ground, and they kind of dissolve. Um, into oh, wow. Place. So, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so that is fantastic. I mean, you're literally taking, you, you took an opportunity to offer your local 
um, services, but, you know, feed patients well, but you're also looking at your environmental footprint and then even your packaging for the meal plan is environmentally friendly and helping people grow more healthy food right from the door. So <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, well, I'll tell you, I, I know we're short on time here and you need to go, but I would like to ask, is there anything advice that you'd give to anyone, maybe two audiences, one who are looking to do something like this themselves, who want to you know, spread the news and, and share their the love of eating a whole food plant-based diet, or maybe someone who's thinking of starting on this journey. Any, any advice or thoughts there? Well, if you're in the Northern Virginia area, we're in Herndon, Virginia. And so definitely stop by Green Fair. We have people usually that fly into Dulles Airport and we're probably 15 minutes from the airport. Um, if you haven't seen the Game Changers film, you know, I'm, I'm one of the executive producers of that. And that's probably one of the most inspirational films I think that's come out lately about athletes and optimal performance. So I would watch the Game Changers. It's on Netflix and Amazon. And then I would probably download the Forks Over Knives app. And if you cook everything from that app for a couple of weeks, um, you know, I can guarantee that your health is going to improve. Um, Green, Green Fair, uh, it's greenfare.com. We have, um, I'm, I've got a nonprofit now, the Green Fair Health and Wellness that did the diabetes program. And so I've got plans for more projects. But, you know, those are a couple of, we, we have some resources out there on the, the greenfair.com too, as far as I think you mentioned seaspiracy, uh, but cowspiracy, what the hell. Um, Forks over knives. There's some some great videos to get educated on, and then um, you know the 21 day kickstart book is what we use for the for the classes. That's fantastic. I will tell you, I interviewed Luisa Hoyas. I have never laughed so much in an interview in my entire life. Okay, it was it was fantastic. I tell you, he's got some some amazing stories. So that was so good. I I love that game changers. I watched with my. He was in, I think he was 18 then. I think it was about four years ago, or maybe he was 19. It was so funny. The urologist and when they were talking about it, it was like, hey, Gabe, look at there. He's like, oh my goodness, my mom is so embarrassed. <laughs> so if you want to embarrass your teenage son, it's a good movie to do it with. So <laughs> it definitely resonates with men. And they're, they're, they tend to be the knuckle, knuckle draggers, I think, in making the dietary changes. So. Knuckle draggers. Oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Gwen, so much for spending time with us and our audience. And everyone, again, we'll put all the links um, in the show notes. But uh, it's, you know, just so fun to see people as yourself and just on your, all your contributions. So thank you for all your work that you're doing. And thank you for having me on your show, Laurie. I appreciate it. And I love what you're doing as well. So hopefully we'll get to work together. Absolutely. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed that interview. And if you could, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a rating on whatever platform that you're listening to this podcast. We really appreciate the feedback. In addition to this, I did want to let you know that we actually do video recordings of all of our interviews. And if you'd rather watch them, you can check out our YouTube channel at Healthy Human Revolution. There we also have other resources for you. One in particular I'm really excited about is called The Doctor's Inn. That's where I actually answer questions from the audience and do tons of topics like cholesterol, hypertension, diabetes, and just things to help you stay well. So check it out and 
Also, don't forget the HealthyHumanRevolution.com website where you have all the resources you need to actually start and sustain a healthy, whole food, plant-based diet.